The first topic that we had up at camp was entitled, United We Stand, Divided We Fall. No kingdom divided will stand. No family divided will stand. That's why the basic core of society, the family, is under attack. Because if the family is destroyed, if the family is not united, the society becomes not united and it cannot move forward. Once it is attacked, it will just crumble. Why? Because there's no unity. The second message that I shared with you is you got to have the attitude. And whose attitude is that? The attitude of Christ. His mind. His selflessness. His humility. Notwithstanding that He is God in the flesh. Many of us are after our reputation and we want to protect our reputation at all costs. But we learned just last night that Jesus Christ did not consider it robbery that he would take the form of his own creation because his food was to do the will of the Father and it is the will of the Father that our salvation should come through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews tells us, Whom for the joy set before him endured the cross. Any person in this room who has a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm telling you this morning, you are that joy. You are the reason why Jesus Christ went to the cross. Because God the Father knew that apart from the sacrifice of His one and only Son, you and I have no way to be able to enter heaven and to spend eternity with God there. That's why Jesus set the mold. Jesus gave us the example to follow. Because I shared with you in 1 John chapter 2, that anyone who claims to be in Christ must live as Christ lived. And if he lived a life of humility and selflessness, we who call ourselves to be Christians and disciples of Jesus Christ must live like Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but when our family did our devotion, yes, even if I'm the pastor and all that, I do participate. And we, we had our breakout discussion last night. And as we revisited Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 8, okay, so what attitude? We talk about humility and selflessness, right? But then some other things came up. Servanthood. Man for others. If you're from the Ateneo, man for others. Obedience. You see, we, we limit ourselves to that because for humility and selflessness because that basically encompasses all things. But if you really spend time and you really discuss with your family and they have these inputs, these insights, you get a bigger and clearer picture of what Jesus Christ really did for us. 
So after we discuss united we stand, divided we fall. After we discuss you got to have the attitude. Let's revisit our main passage. And let's read with all of us. Let's all stand and read Philippians chapter 2. As we culminate our family camp together. Let's all read. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship in the Spirit, if there is any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, Regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also of the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. God, thank you for just using this passage to speak to many of us, Lord, if not all. Thank you for showing us the example of your Son, Jesus Christ, the pattern of humility and selflessness that we should be following every day of our lives. Thank you, Lord God, for his example. Thank you, Lord God, for your saving and amazing grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for doing what you did so that we who do not deserve to be in heaven are looking forward to that place where you will one day call us to. Be pleased to speak to us, Lord God, and meet us at every need and every, every level as we come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. What's the first message in the camp? United we stand, divided we fall. Did you see that in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2? Being of the same mind, united in the spirit, maintaining the same love. We built a boat. We built our boat. Our boat is run by the wind directed by Jesus Christ. So where Jesus Christ sends us, we will go. There's no ifs, there's no buts. Who are the people in my boat? My wife, myself, my eldest son, my daughter-in-law, my second son, Timmy, and my favorite daughter, Sarah. Because I only have one daughter. <laughs> Kayo, sabihin nyo, favoritism ako. Okay? 
It looks sleek. Looks like a regatta boat, right? But you see, the cross radiates. Because we want our lives to reflect Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says in John chapter 1, which I shared with you last night, He is light and He came to the darkness. And the darkness doesn't want the light. So what do we do? We bring the light to the people in darkness. Now, they may not listen to your words. But I tell you, they are observing your life. Is this person really a follower of Jesus Christ? I believe he is. Why? Look at him. He does not retaliate. He does not attack. He does not respond. He is humble. He is always good-natured, etc., etc., etc. My friend, your life testimony is more powerful than your words. So live it out. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Be ready to preach the gospel in season and out of season. Edwin season. <laughs> Elaine season. Kailangan family, family. Elaine season. Sama natin. That was part of it. That was part and the beauty of the exercise. Coming together, sharing each other. Oh, my, my child is very, you know, he's like an engineer. Right? Oh, he's very good at designing this. Oh, I never knew this. Okay? Mom is very good trying to unravel the scotch tape. <laughs> the boat is almost finished. The scotch tape is... Paano ba ito? <laughs> so you have so many kinds of uh, experiences. Oh, do you experience that? Yeah. And then the challenge. Imagine. Let the boat go from one end of the pool to another without getting wet. No problem. Salbabida. Four of the singles put their boats on the salbabida and they drag the and they drag the boat from one end to the other. And then somebody said, okay, so I'm just going to swim. No problem. If you're going to swim, no problem. The problem is this. Deepest side is 10 feet. No problem. Why? Varsity swimmer pala. Oh, you see? And then one, I saw one like this. His boat, and that he got four styrofoam plates <laughs> oh the boat did not get wet you see this this exercise allowed us to think in inwardly and even outside the box how will i complete the challenge and what is the reason because we do not know what challenges face us so we should be flexible if me as the leader of the home, I'm going to turn up my ears to the input of my family, I may be missing out on what they have to contribute and the solution to the problem might be with them. But if I am so proud, that 
Nangkoyan. And then what? United we stand, divided we fall. We must be one. So that the boat, our family, moves in one direction. Hindi yung singers, ha? It goes in one direction. And that direction should be geared towards Christ-likeness. And how do we know how we should live it out? Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 8. We have to have that mindset. We have to have that attitude. As I shared with you last night, sometimes, don't give me attitude, huh? But the attitude that we should have within ourselves that radiates outwardly should be the attitude of Jesus Christ, an attitude of humility and selflessness. But many times, we don't like Philippians 2, 1 and 2. Many times, we don't like Philippians 2, 3 to 8. Because, what's in it for me anyway? What am I going to get out of following Philippians chapter 2, 1 and 2? What am I going to get following Philippians 2, 3 to 8? Have you ever thought what you're going to get? What's in it for you? Well, that's my message this morning. My message this morning is very simply put. Risk or reward. Risk or reward. Why is it important to know that God is a rewarder? Read with me Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is important. Faith is the conviction of things hoped for, the assurance of things not seen. How do you know there's heaven? Have you seen heaven? Oh. But the Bible tells us that there is heaven. The Bible explains to us the beauty of heaven. Right? Now why is faith so important? Let's read Hebrews 11 verse 6. Let's read it. We must believe, number one, that He is. He is God. Number two, that He is what? A rewarder. Some of you are thinking, why is Pastor Insong beginning to sound like prosperity? Why is Pastor Insong teaching us to run after the reward? I'm not teaching you prosperity, friend. God introduces himself as a rewarder. And the condition is, you and I seek him diligently. What kind of reward did Jesus Christ receive when he followed the Lord Jesus Christ? In complete humility and selflessness. Let's look at it. Let's read it again. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus,
Did God the Father reward Jesus Christ? Yes. In other translations, that first word would read, therefore. And I have told you time and again that when you're studying and you're reading the Bible, every time you encounter the word therefore, you must go back to the previous verses to determine and to know why it is therefore. So Philippians chapter 2 verses 1 all the way through three, eight, to verse 8 is all about unity, humility, and selflessness. And then you have this passage, for this reason, because of Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 through 8, because Jesus Christ followed those, for this reason, what did God do? God exalted Jesus Christ and gave Him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And what? Will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God, my friends, is a rewarder. And you have the option. You have the freedom to choose either risk or reward. No, really, be honest. What do you want? Are you a risk taker? Or do you want reward? To be honest, we all really like reward. Yes? Yes, of course. We want to be recognized. We want to be appreciated. Right? Rewards don't necessarily mean monetary. Right? But some of us like monetary reward. You're not going to get it from me. Look, this is what the rewards that God is preparing for you. I'm going to share them with you. 1 Peter 5, 1-4 Therefore, I exalt the elders among you as fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness. Pastor, it seems like that passage is talking about church leaders and pastors like yourselves. Why are you sharing this with us? Let me ask you, can I see the number of pastors here in this facility right now? Raise your hand. My friends, if you are the head of your household, you should be raising your hand. Because the word pastor means shepherd. So if you are a husband and father and you are here, you should have raised your hand. Because you are a pastor. You may not have the label as a pastor, but you function as a pastor. You shepherd your family. That's why the exhortation is that you and I, leaders of our homes, should lead our family. Shepherd the flock of God among you. Who is the flock that God gave to you? Your family. Shepherd your family towards Christ-likeness. And what is the reward? Yet not as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving by examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, what will you receive? You will receive a reward. You will receive the crown of glory. 
God is in the business of giving rewards. Don't run after the reward. Run after God. And as you run after God, He will be the one to bless you. The crown of glory. 2 Timothy introduces us to yet another crown. For I am being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me, what? The crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Not only to me, but also to all who have loved His appearing. Paul is at the end of his life. After this, he's, about, he's going to be beheaded. But what is his attitude? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. What am I looking forward to? The crown of righteousness. And who is going to award me? The Lord Himself. I was in short pants. And you imagine I'm already short and I am in short pants. Really very short. Time and time again, this family name, this college batchmate of my elder brother, time and time again go up. Award for blah, blah, blah. Mark Dumol. Da, 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 da. And then his, his twin. And then again, Dumol, Dumol, Dumol. Wow. Imagine. Lorenzo Ramon Cuenca Nolan. And then the Lord Himself will put a crown of righteousness on my head. I don't deserve to be in heaven because I am a sinner. But just like you, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And because we have such a loving God, He will even crown us with righteousness. Hang in there until the end. Like Paul, his life was being poured out. It's like you're wringing a wet towel. They were trying to squeeze every bit. But his attitude, the Lord himself, the chief shepherd, will crown me with the crown of righteousness. First Thessalonians. 2, 19 to 20. For who is our hope or joy or crown of exaltation? This is not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus at His coming. For you are our glory and joy. The crown of joy. If you're able to introduce somebody to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You're a candidate for receiving the crown of joy. Why? Because look, for who is our hope or joy, crown of exaltation? It is, not, is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? For you are our glory and joy. In song, what did you do with your life? Lord, I was able to bring such and such to know you. I also... Introduce your son Jesus Christ to such and such. But I was not witness if he responded to the gospel. 
But anyway, that's your department. Oh, you know what, in song? Such and such, who you did not witness, he's also here. Because you took the time to plant the seed. I planted, Apollos watered, but only God can make it grow. Three crowns na. Mamaya, royal crown na to. Hindi yung soda. 1 Corinthians 9. Do you not know that those who run in a race, but only one receives a prize, run in such a way that you may win? Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we, an imperishable. You have trophies. You have medals. Those accolades, those recognition from the world. But the Bible says that you are a candidate to receive an imperishable crown. A crown that does not rust. A crown that does not tarnish. We are faithful. We are all candidates to this crown. So what do we have? We already have how many? Four. And why? Because Jesus Christ set the example. What was the reward of Jesus Christ for following the will of God? Look. God exalted him. He lifted him up. Humility by Jesus Christ resulted in God the Father lifting up, exalting up Jesus Christ. And what? And bestowed on Him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. If you have this name, all the doors are open to you. Acts 4. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders by which became the chief cornerstone. Look at verse 12. Read this with me. There is no salvation, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no name under heaven that was given among men by which we must be saved. The reward of Jesus Christ is that His name is exalted. There is no salvation in heaven and on earth by which man shall be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, God exalted Him. I know you know the passage. Humble yourselves, therefore, at the mighty hand of God. And in due time, He will lift you up. But God's timetable is different from our timetable. But if we continue to be humble, continue to be selfless, know that God will reward you just as He rewarded the humility of His Son, Jesus Christ. One day, God will lift you up. God will exalt you. So keep doing what you're doing in walking in humility. 
the greatest reward, if I may, is found in John chapter 14. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. For it were not so, if it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. So Jesus Christ is already preparing a place for us. And if Jesus Christ is preparing that place, I submit to you, it is a beautiful place. Verse 3. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. The beauty of heaven is not the place. Oh yes, the streets are made of gold. The gates are 12 pearls, one, one pearl each. Those expensive stones that we are racking up on our credit card bill to buy and pay off. Zero interest, 48 months to pay, right? They're just pavers. There is no need for sun. The sun, because the sun, S-O-N, is its brightness. Because the glory of the Lord is more than sufficient. Heaven is a beautiful place. But the thing that makes heaven most beautiful for me is found in verse 3. If I go, I will come back and bring you so that you may be with me. The beauty of heaven, my friends, is not the place. It is the person and presence of Jesus Christ. That for me is the greatest reward. Because I don't deserve to be there. I don't deserve to be there. I deserve to be downstairs. But God has chosen to reward me through Christ. And all of those who have longed His appearing to spend the rest of eternity in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. For me, that is the ultimate reward. I don't need the crown of glory. I don't need the crown of joy. I don't need the imperishable crown. I want to be with Jesus. But God is a rewarder. So who am I to tell him not to reward me, right? Revelation chapter 2. And the angel of the church and the angel of the church in Smyrna write, The first and the last who was dead and has come to life says this. So who is this speaking? Jesus. The one who is dead and has come to life is saying this. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear that what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison so that you will be tested. And you will have tribulation for ten days. Be faithful until death. And I will give you, what? The crown of life. 
the crown of exaltation, the crown of joy, oh, the crown of joy, the crown of righteousness, now the crown of life, the imperishable crown, five crowns. God wants us to live our lives so that we will be able to receive those crowns. But there is also a warning in First John, in, in First Corinthians chapter 3. Our work will be tested by fire. If what we do survives, we will receive those crowns. If what we do is burned up, we will be saved but just as one escaping the flames. By the skin of your teeth, you will be in heaven. But, you're going to enter with a whimper. I just barely made it. Others will be called the crown of life, the crown of joy, the imperishable crown, crown after crown. But you, you're just spectator. You're just glad to be in heaven. Not too bad, right? But wouldn't it be better that you're in heaven and God Almighty recognizes you for the work that you have done for Him while you were here on earth? God, here is my family. They are all devoted followers, Christ-committed followers. They have walked in humility as your son Jesus Christ hath made and given us the example. I have led them, Lord God, and here they are. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come and enter the joy of your master. Don't you like to hear those words? We all want accolades and appreciations while here on earth, right? But wouldn't it be a greater achievement, so to speak, if the creator of the universe acknowledged you? Here is the crown of life. Oh, by the way, you have also the crown of righteousness. Oh, and the crown of joy. And here is the imperishable crown. You see, God is a rewarder. You either risk or reward. What is the risk? Here is the risk. John chapter 10, verse 22. At the time of the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem, it was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the, Solomon of, in the portico of Solomon. The Jews then gathered around him, and they were saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, if you are Messiah, tell us plainly. So the people were inquisitive. Can you just tell us? What's up with the suspense? Just tell us plainly who you really are. Are you really the Christ? The one whom God the Father sent? Can you just tell us? Jesus answered them, I told you. Finish it. Oh, 
I told you, but you don't believe. Verse 26, but you do not believe. Why? Because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I can be able to identify the sheep of the shepherd because the sheep followed the shepherd's voice. Tell me who you are. I already told you who I am. I am the Christ. But you don't believe. My works have already validated that I am of God. But you do not believe. Well, you know why? Because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice and my sheep obey. It's like I, I'm a Christian, but I don't like to obey God. Hello? My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And then verse 28, I will give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus Christ has already time and time again introduced himself to who he is. Yet, some of us continue not to believe. Those of us who believe are safe in the palm of Jesus Christ. But that's not all. Look, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one will be able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. If this is you. This represents the hand of Christ. You're already secure, right? But what does verse 29 and 30 say? This is the hand of God the Father. This is the hand of Jesus Christ. He's already holding you. Now, tell me, who else can take you out of their hands. No one. Double security. No one. But the risk is this. He already said, I have already told you who I am, but you choose not to believe. What else can Jesus Christ do? You want to risk it? Risk it. Go ahead and see. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You, my friends, have a choice. You can take the risk and trust someone else for your salvation. And then what will happen to you? One day, God will force your knee to bend. God will force you to acknowledge Jesus Christ was indeed and is indeed Lord. But by that time, it is too late. Because by that time, you are ready in front of God. 
having been judged to eternal damnation in hell. That's why the risk and reward, or the risk or reward, is right here and right now. Don't risk it, my friends. Don't risk your eternal security. Don't play games with God. I'm still young. I'm not yet in the last two minutes. When is your last two minutes? Do you know? You never know when your last two minutes are. You never know when your life is up. So why risk it? Instead of risking it, trust Jesus. And in the process of living out your Christianity as a follower of Jesus Christ, guess what? Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy. Go for the crown of life. Go for the crown of righteousness. Go for the crown of joy. Go for the imperishable crown. What are we doing? We still continue to risk day in and day out. Make sure you're in the Lord. Because one day, you're still going to bend your knee. You're still going to confess. If you're here today, and you're not certain that you want Jesus Christ as Lord, can I encourage you? Don't risk it. Because the consequence of that risk is a very, very high price to pay. On the other hand, if you're already in the Lord and you're risking some stuff too, thinking, well, I'm already in the Lord, so okay na. Get out from that living on the edge type of life as a Christian. Get to the center of God's will. Be in the center. And I, I hope I have shared with you that God will reward you. This cross stands as a testament to who we are apart from Christ. We should have hung on the cross. But this cross is also empty because the only one who could hang on the cross, die for our sins, is alive and is seated at the right hand of the Father. This cross is also here as part of our culminating activity. Because your devotion last night, I gave you post-its. You were supposed to write what your commitment is, your personal commitment. And if you have them, prepare them, please. You may be here this morning and you don't have anything written down. Because you don't know what I have been talking about. You don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can take a post-it and put there. Today, I place my trust in Jesus Christ. Today, He is my Lord and Master. Today, I will follow Him no matter what. Because I don't like the risk. I would rather reap the reward. Where are you this morning? Where are you? 
we're going to take a few kawaii moments. Prepare your post-its. My post-it is already there. I will read it for you. And I memorize it because if I read, I cannot read. <laughs> Very sorry. <laughs> Actively listen first before responding. That is my commitment to my family. To actively listen first before responding. Because the revelation of my family members to me is this. They're still in the process of discussing. I already have a decision. Ah! Actively means proactively. Actively listen first before giving a response. My friends. Don't risk it. Don't risk it. It's not worth the risk. The reward far outweighs the risk. And your risk is your eternal life where you will spend it. If you have your post-its with you, come up as we listen to this. Those of you who want to meditate on the song, it's fine. You want to sing along with it, that's fine too. But whatever it is, remember that Jesus thought of us first. Some people are looking for the post-its. Can you make them available, please? There, here with Jared. Here with Jared. Yeah.
side Laid behind the stone You live to die Rejected and alone Like a rose Trampled on the ground You looked upon And thought of me Above all Crucified Laid behind the stone You live to die Rejected and alone Like a rose Trampled on the ground You took the fall And thought of me Above all, like a rose trampled on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me. Let's all stand. 
above all is wealth and treasures of the earth. There's no way to measure what you're worth. Sing it to Jesus. Crucified, lay behind the stone. You live to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. You took the fall, and thought of me above all crucified lay behind the stone you live to die rejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall thought of me Above all, like a rose trampled on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you is not enough. You thought of us first, Lord God. And you call us to do the same to other people, especially within our families, within our own household. Jesus, as you model humility and selflessness for us, it is our commitment also, Lord God, displayed on this symbolic cross, that we will practice humility and selflessness regardless of the cost because you paid it all because you thought of us first and to prove that you died on the cross in our place god as we see this cross and as you see it lord will you remind us of the commitments that we have represented here and that through your spirit, will you remind us if we begin to veer away from these commitments, Lord God? Will you preserve all families represented in this auditorium and on this cross? May we be faithful to complete the promises that we have put here. Because this is not for us, Lord God. This is for you and this is all about you. God, thank you. Thank you for bringing up that, us up to that camp. Thank you for allowing us to interact with our families. Thank you, Lord God, that we are moving ever so closely to really become one. 
each memory discipler and each family a discipleship group. Father, we need your presence. We need your guidance. We need your Holy Spirit to fulfill all of these co commitments here, God. And we pray that you will help us every single step of the way so that as we practice Christ-like humility, we will radiate the light of Jesus and our family will be bright and the people around us will benefit from the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, thereby giving an opportunity for the preaching of the gospel. God, thank you for this privilege. Thank you, Lord, that you are a rewarding God, that you are laying up for us crown after crown after crown. But Father, the most important is the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. God, dismiss us with your blessing, Lord God. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen and amen. Have a happy Sunday, guys. <laughs>